0: Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Lavelle Moten, NC Central head coach, March Madness media darling. His Eagles surging once again in the Miac this year. Perhaps a fifth NCAA tournament trip in seven years for Coach Moten. He's just been profiled at theundefeated.com and ESPN.com. More on why, he just had a park named for him in his hometown of Raleigh. Wasn't even allowed to go to this park because it was so dangerous when he was a child. His mom kept him away from it, and now it's named after him. Amazing guy with an amazing story. He'll join us in about 60 minutes. Mac Brown of UNC is joining us momentarily and Cuff, ESPN and ACC Network will help us pick over Duke and State and Carolina and Wake Forest and other ACC basketball devils over BC last night in Chestnut Hill, Wolfpack at Miami tonight, and of course it's Duke at UNC basketball style this Saturday in a resumption of one of the great American sports rivalries really in any sport at any level. And now we have them. Tomorrow, Mac Brown and I will be together in Wilmington he, of course, is the featured speaker. I'm just a circus sideshow, but I will be introducing him as the master of ceremonies at the Coach Bill Dooley Education Foundation luncheon tomorrow at Cape Fear Country, Cape Fear uh, Community College in Wilmington, which is sold out, by the way, in large part because Mac Brown is the featured speaker. So now I get to introduce him here as a guest on the David Glenn Show as well. Coach, welcome back. How are you on National Signing Day, Part
1: Two? I'm doing great, David. Thank you. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow.
0: Amen. Uh, What makes a great recruiter, Coach? Because we are used to seeing many of the top high school seniors in our state flee the state, and you got, by some accounts, eight of the top 20 or four of the top six and ESPN's number two player, and that doesn't happen by accident.
1: Thank you, David. The first thing you got to have is a great product, and we've got that. The University of North Carolina is a great place, our fans stepped up and sold out every game. Uh, they were one of uh, only eight universities in the country to sell out every game. Uh, our kids played hard and, and showed the recruits that uh, the future is very, very bright. And then academically here, it's as, it's as good a school as, as anyone in the country. So, um, and, and we wanna win with in-state players. That's really, really important to us. Every great player in this state, we want to be at, at this university. and um that's important and what happened to us before david's when we would sign someone from the state and he was really really good he would start recruiting other guys and and we're hoping that will happen again
0: coach you have shared with us some of just the emotional decisions that you have made in your life including you and sally you know there is no football team in what was it the bahamas or bermuda i forget which one but there is one in chapel hill and you guys have an emotional attachment to that you seem to be a deep thinker sometimes with these big decisions. I've seen recruits like flip a coin coach, and then I've seen other recruits take it very seriously and almost think like coaches do, where they talk about making a 40-year decision or a 50-year decision rather than a four- or five-year decision. Do you find more serious-minded recruits, or are there still the guys that care about your nickname or your school colors or what number they're going to wear or they're flipping coins out there?
1: No, we, we find more of them that uh, um, make really solid decisions based on what's best for their future and, and based on what's best for a 40-year decision instead of four. And I think the biggest thing is even the guys that flip a coin, they probably have a two-headed coin <laughs> and they call heads because they, they know what they want to do. But some, some guys like to make it fun in the end and they like to play little games with it and all that. But it's a, it's a very serious decision It's a very difficult decision for young people and we always encourage them to to talk to their their families and follow their their family's advice because they love them more than anybody else and we also tell them to to listen to their high school coach because he he cares about their future and, and where they're going and um we don't try to influence those people we try to educate the the family and the coach on who we are and and what we've got that are advantages for the young man going forward but uh, other than that, we we want them to make their decision. Uh, uh, Sally and I laugh when parents say it's his decision totally. Well, 16- and 17-year-olds aren't going to usually decide who they're going to marry without some help. Uh, they're not going to buy their first car or their first house without some help, and they sure shouldn't be deciding where they're going to go to, to college w- without some help. So we really encourage the high school coaches and the parents to help them.
0: As the father of a 20-year-old son and a 17-year-old daughter, I think you are absolutely right with that assessment. No eligibility for my kids, Coach. They don't play football. Uh, but I would let them consider UNC with you in charge. He is at Coach Mac Brown. He is the second-year UNC coach, of course, in his second tenure with the Tar Heels. He built back-to-back top 10 teams in the later part of the 1990s and now is back in Chapel Hill. Help us understand, Coach, the talent versus X's X's and O's aspect of all this. I saw some research that said every national champion for decades had at least one top 10 recruiting class, and, and most of them had multiple top 10 recruiting classes on their roster at the time they won it all. So you can scheme, and you can certain, certainly be good at player development and X's and O's, but it feels like we live in a world where unless you're getting your share of the guys that everybody else wants, uh, you're going to kind of be fighting uphill on Saturdays.
1: Yes, David, we we all make mistakes. The recruiting services make some mistakes. We make mistakes. Uh, Every now and then you'll get a a two-star or somebody who wasn't even evaluated well that'll be a superstar. Uh, But by and large, I think everybody knows who the best players are and I've tried it both ways David I've tried coaching with really good players and I usually coached really well and I've (laughs) tried coaching with really average to poor players and I've been an average to poor coach so there's absolutely no doubt that the better players you have the better chance you got to win
0: Mac Brown is joining us he is the winningest coach in the history of UNC football another of the winningest coaches in UNC football history is the late great Bill Dooley I've gotten to know his amazing wife Marie a little bit over the years at various functions including tomorrow in Wilmington she told me coach that like she didn't even have to ask you 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 just said whatever you need to honor the late great Bill Dooley my answer is yes and of course here you are as the featured speaker at that event in his honor tomorrow Uh, to to what degree I'm trying to put the timetable together to what degree did your paths cross or is most of what you know about the late coach Dooley you know from things you've read and, and heard from others
1: I was around Coach Bent and Coach Bill Dooley a lot. Okay. And and they shaped who I am as a football coach a lot. And and they both have always taken care of me. And, and, and in fact, Coach Bill Dooley was the head coach at um, Wake Forest yeah. my first year here. Right, right. So we coached against each other. But even after he got through coaching so many times, David, I would call and ask his advice on something or he'd come back to visit here and, and he, he 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 was just always great to me, and and Marie was a great friend. And I remember asking Marie and Coach right after they quit coaching, if you had to do over, what would you do different? And and something that sticks in my mind that both of them said is uh, enjoy it while you're doing it. It's such a fight and it's such a grind, and so many coaches are uh, fighting every minute of every day and don't, don't enjoy it. So she she and Coach both said you need to enjoy this and. And Coach left such a legacy in college football, even the duly named with, with Coach Vince, too. And he left such a legacy in this state and in, in, in Virginia, Virginia Tech, uh, that uh, anytime we get to honor him, um, I, I, feel, I feel really blessed.
0: Coach Mac Brown is joining us on the David Glenn Show. Coach, in baseball, a certain batting average, like say 300, is a really good batting average. What's a good batting average in recruiting? Because every football coach I've ever known will say, hey, nobody gets everybody that they want, and yet you have, for example, more than a dozen of the in-state players you went after. Is, you know, is, is 50% a good in-state recruiting batting average? Do you have a, a rule of thumb along those, eyes, along those lines?
1: David, I've always felt like you should get 75% of the guys that you offer in okay. state. Now that doesn't mean that, uh, some guys we may not offer that maybe they don't fit academically. Maybe they don't fit socially and people think that we didn't get them. Right. But, but maybe we just didn't feel like they fit us. Um, and, and then out of state, I've always felt like you're about 20%.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: because they're, they're going to look at their, um, state universities first in their in their own state and that's why you try to build it at home and then branch out from there so our rule of thumb is if we can find a player that we feel like can win all the games in the state of north carolina we're going to take him if we feel like there's a better player than that out of state and the one here is just not quite what we want then we'll go out of state and that that's why your your out-of-state players are, are usually pretty special because they're better than the ones that you can find at that position in state. So, but that that's been our rule of thumb and we have a footprint from uh, D.C. down to Jacksonville, Florida. And there's a whole lot of football players yeah. in that footprint.
0: I went back, coach. The most dominant college football team I have seen in 34 years of covering this stuff was your 1997 Carolina team that not only went 11-1 and and number four in the final rankings and all that, but just, I mean, you just barely gave up first downs, much less touchdowns with that defense. And I went back and looked, and the majority of your roster was in-state players, and yet it, it felt like two-thirds of your best players were out-of-state players. How much has that changed in, you know, the, the time you were gone? Because I've read that you say, North Carolina high school football has never been better. But I imagine at some point, if, if half your signees are in-state, you'd expect half your stars to also be in-state in the long run, like a Sam Howard quarterback.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. It, it, the, the only thing that's changed is there are a lot more people in the state of North Carolina, and therefore a lot more players. Yeah. So this state is is much more player-rich now than it was when we left uh, 23 years ago. And, and that's what's so exciting. We've just got to keep – uh, we got to keep them all in state. And that that's really for state and wake and, and Duke and East Carolina and all of us. We we need North Carolina players playing at the universities in this state. And, and I think that's really important to this. Uh, but, but just like for uh, a mention of one of those guys, Vonnie holiday, yeah. he was a great player for us, a long time pro player for us. And he was from South Carolina. Um, but he was a, a great defensive lineman at that time. and, and he decided to come here, Ryan Sims. yeah, uh, A few of those guys like that you, you take because they're great players when they're out of state. Jeff Saturday was a guy from Atlanta, and, and Jeff they thought was undersized. And then when he came out of here, they didn't want to draft him because he was undersized. I think he played 14 years snapping for Peyton Manning. So uh, so so we're still going to look at special young people out of state, but our, our team uh, will be primarily – a team with high school players from this state.
0: Last thing for you, Coach Mack Brown, I know you have another uh, gig on the other side there. Uh, To what degree did your successful season and the emergence of Sam Howell help with this recruiting class? Because I remember you recruiting well even off of one in 10 seasons back in Chapel Hill a long, long time ago. Did most of these guys jump on your bandwagon even before you went to a bowl, even before it became clear that Sam Howell and others were kind of changing your direction?
1: David, I think it was a process because last year at this time, people didn't know if people were going to show up in the stands because we didn't yeah. have very good crowd the previous two years. They didn't know if we were going to be any good. Sam had just signed. He'd just gotten in school. We have 13 early enrollees now okay. with 12 more coming in in, in June. We just signed a, a great graduate transfer kicker, Grayson Adkins, from uh from Furman, but but right now things are much better than they were a year ago people know our crowds are going to be packed they know that we're going to win um they they all want to be part of it now so uh the the questions that were unanswerable last year for us we we had to build on hope uh, are real now and we were a really good football team the last three games of the season and and we feel like we'll have more depth this spring Uh, We've got a challenging schedule for next fall, but it's going to be fun. In fact, we have one of our first team meetings this afternoon at at, uh, 3 o'clock, and can't wait. We'll show the guys the spring practice schedule. Um, We'll show them the schedule for the next four years, the the young ones that just got here. So uh, a lot of fun things ahead for us, and and things are good right now. Recruits are listening, and we've got a lot of guys. Some have already committed to us and some others that are, are going to here soon. Um, and I I really feel like that this year's recruiting class will be much better than last year's when we get through.
0: His name is Mac Brown. I'll be introducing him again tomorrow in Wilmington. I am not stalking you, Coach. I do look forward to seeing you, though, and thanks for the time on the David Glenn Show.
1: Thank you, David. always appreciate you having us on, and we'll see you tomorrow. Always a lot of fun. He is on Twitter,
0: at Coach Mac Brown. By some accounts, the Tar Heels had the second-best football recruiting class in the Atlantic Coast Conference. I mean, you all know who would be number one. That would be Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers. They have a top-five class nationally again. Uh, They're the ones that have been competing for and twice winning under Dabo, those national championships. Again, those two things are related. Recruiting doesn't guarantee you anything, even when you do it at a top-ten level. However... If you don't occasionally get into that mix, if you don't start getting the guys everybody else wants, it's not mere coincidence that you don't end up winning national championships. So, again, Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, LSU, and Ohio State, uh, the consensus top five that I saw at the various recruiting websites. Some have Miami, second to Clemson. Some have Florida State, second to Clemson. Uh, The others I saw all have Carolina, second to Clemson, and the football recruiting rankings. And, again, in-state, After many, many years where the majority of the top high school seniors signed with out-of-state programs, the majority signed with in-state programs. Not a huge majority, but eight of the top 20 to Carolina, three of the top 20 to NC State. I think there's one more who has not yet made his decision, so the majority staying in-state for a change. That should be fun for everybody. And, of course, App State is on, not even on the upswing. They're just dominating since they jumped to the FBS. Charlotte is on the upswing. Under young coach Will Healy, first bowl in the history of that program, which has only been around for a while. Dave Claussen, a consistent winner at Wake Forest. David Cutcliffe, the best coach at Duke since a guy named Steve Spurrier a long time ago. Mike Houston has ECU's arrow pointed in the right direction. So more good news than usual for our state's college football culture.